Here's our next batter. We turn to the voice of legendary New York Yankee public address announcer Bob Shepard, who passed away this weekend at the age of 99. Now batting for the American League from the New York Yankees, the shortstop number two. Hello everybody, welcome back. Today's show, NFL Shakeup. Coach K's last dance and LeBron James cast a big shadow over his team. So buckle up, enjoy an all new episode of Downright Sports and know what time it is. Understand what time it is. Feel what time it is. It is showtime! I just I heard the coolest point of the show. Yeah. Dividends, dividends, I just need my dividends. Dividends, dividends, I just need my dividends. Contract full of them Benjamins. I don't give a fuck about a middleman. All I care about is them dividends. See, everything counts for the dividends. I ain't looking for no count, give me dividends. Yes! Good at whoa. Oh something I forget. Welcome everybody. Welcome back to an all-new downrate sports here on multiple channels, multiple networks, multiple platforms. But I'm your host, Brent Reed, the notorious sports critic. And I am giving you a show that is only for sports fans, a show where a sports fan, the sports fan, talks to other sports fans. About what? Sports! <laughs> but, uh, if this is the first time you're ever hearing the show, we appreciate you listening on all major uh, platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, um, excuse me, Radio Public, and Google Play. But you can, if you're listening 
Currently right now, Wednesday at 4 o'clock drive time, if you will. You're listening on DJ Chase Radio Live 365.com slash DJ Chase Radio. If you're listening at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B, except on Thursdays when downright sports just takes over and it becomes an all-sports channel, which is for an hour. And then... If you're listening on Saturday, you're listening on Trap Radar Radio, which you can hear at, uh, you can find it anywhere. Just uh, If you Google Trap Radar Radio, we're right there. You can go to Fleet Radio Network. We're also there. So Downright Sports is everywhere. We got the pleasantries out the way. So let's give you a little inside info. What happened? So, so I start to plan. The way I do the show is I start planning the show or about Saturday, all right. About Saturday is when I start to look at the landscape of sports and what has happened and what's going to lead into the week. And I start to cover and I start to discuss. And I, I, I put together the show in my head, and I couldn't put together a show to save my life this week. And then by uh, Monday, I pretty much had something ironed out, I was pretty much ready to go. I had a show all laid out and then Tuesday came and as Tony Kornheiser says the news fairy sprinkled dust everywhere and boom gave us sports didn't it gave us news so if you were underneath a rock this is what has happened today so we're going to kick in where we're going to start with uh, Aaron Rodgers has decided to stay with the Green Bay Packers for another four years, uh, they reached an extent giving him a new contract. $400 million, them bangs. $400 million for four years for a 37-year-old quarterback, which any given day now could just... <laughs> just literally... just Now, everybody's not Tom Brady. All right, Everybody's not going to be Tom Brady. Everybody's not LeBron James. At some point, some point, we all get old. At some point. And the Green Bay Packers have had success with Aaron Rodgers as far as they have a Super Bowl championship, countless winning seasons, and that's pretty much it. He has won a hand he has won a number of MVP awards and um, they have in the la- they have been to conference championship games of the conference championship games. The question I pose is, why give Aaron Rodgers this extension? I, I don't understand. I don't think I need to understand, but I don't know. I don't see the reasoning behind it. And I say that to say this. Like, if you wanted to give him another year, fine. But the whole time for the last few years, Aaron Rodgers has kind of just been in his feelings. Whether he has been... Um, Expressing that, I don't know if I want to come back. I think I just want to host Jeopardy. Or, I I have taken the measures to prevent myself from getting uh, uh, the COVID. Did you get the COVID shot? No. But, what measure did you take? Uh, I take a lot of saran wrap. And I just wrap it around my head. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That was fun. I thought it was fun. But the point is, Aaron Rodgers has been... A spectacular quarterback for himself. If this was tennis or golf, we could put Aaron Rodgers in a whole different category. But it's a team sport. And contrary to what 
Some will lead you to believe. Let me give you. Let me. Let me make you understand the point, the premise, and the idea behind organized team sports. Are you ready? Here's the concept. We picked you. We picked a bunch of other guys. We tapped you to be the guy. We also understand that there are some other collective guys, but you're the guy, okay? We're expecting you to deliver us winning seasons. Check. Aaron Rodgers has done that. We expect you to get us to said playoffs. Check. Aaron Rodgers has done that. We also expect you to win championships. That's a naughty word. Some will lead you to believe that, you know, now yes, people have great careers. We're not shying away from that. But to put you in the all-timers club, to put you in the, and we're going to just keep this in football terms, to put you in the Martanas, the Bradys, the Rice, the Jerry Rices, to put you in the, the, the Terry Bradshaws and the, um, uh, LT's, um, um, Lawrence Taylor's of the world, if you will, you need to be a, a champion. Aaron Rodgers has that champ, said championships. But now, to put you in the elite, not just the, 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 so there's many levels. There's great, which all players are. To make it to the NFL, you have to be great. No questions asked. Now, once you become great, to put you in, um, the top build, let's say elite status, championship puts you at elite. MVPs, championships, that puts you at elite. Now, when you need to become legendary, once in a lifetime, you have to have this person. Well, then, in my opinion, leading your team to multiple championships puts you there. And in the NFL case, that's a, that's a handful of guys. Brady, Montana, Rice. The conversation starts with them, in my opinion. You can go to Emmett Smith. You could talk Troy Aikman. You could talk um, 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 crap. I get Michael Irving, Deion Sanders. Why did I bring up Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders helped the 49ers win a championship. Signed with the Cowboys the next year. They won a championship. Boom. Elite. Ray Lewis. Uh, legendary, excuse me, we're talking legendary. Ray Lewis, legendary. That's in my, well, you're the guy. Now, I know the argument is, well, Eli's got two. Ben Roethlisberger's got two. They do, because at the end of the day, you play 16, now 17, soon 18, to 125 games to win a championship. And those guys Got it done. Don't give me the crap about the potential. Well, you got to be a little bit lucky. Okay, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, you have been lucky. Aaron Rodgers is the only Green Bay quarterback to have a losing record at home. At home. He can't win at home. That's like inviting a friend over to play Madden. Said friend has never played the game before. Never. He plays, you know, he, he's touched it, he's seen it, but he's never played. You play Madden every night. Always on it. Got a playbook. Strategizing. Remember when you would go to the game store or Toys R Us and you bought a strategy guide? You got a strategy guide. You're looking it up. You're flipping through the pages, getting finger, uh, uh, paper cuts. Your eyes hurt because you're reading so much. You're playing all night. You're playing kids of all age groups. And you invite this friend over who doesn't do any of that stuff. And that friend be 
beat you. I don't care if it's once, twice, three times the lady. If they beat you, they have beaten you. And in Aaron Rodgers' case, he gets beaten a lot at home in the playoffs. The frozen tundra. They made the stadium this way so you have an advantage. And he can't even take care of the one simple thing. Home field advantage. So why... If I'm Green Bay, am I devoting the next four years of my franchise to this guy? Quite frankly, you haven't won anything with him. You got one Super Bowl. Newsflash, that's 12 years ago. 12 years ago, you got one Super Bowl. And you've been clamoring, hoping, and wishing. If I close my eyes just so, so tight, Aaron Rodgers won't do nothing crazy. The guy's a great player. One of the best to ever play. No question. If Aaron Rodgers, for one year, if I had to get Aaron Rodgers, I'd take him. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm winning for the next four. See, I know. And we're just going to segue into our, our next great quarterback in Russell Wilson. I understand now the, that, the, that Pandora's box has been bursted open. So just a few years ago, or two years ago, or last year, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. He left New England, went to Tampa Bay, and won them a Super Bowl. They put all their chips in the middle and won a Super Bowl. Lost, the man's retired, now they got nothing. <laughs> now they got to rebuild. And in the case of, uh, uh, in the, case of the, 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 the Rams, the Rams did said that. The Rams made a trade. They sent a couple players, but they went and got Matt Stafford, took care of business, and went and won a championship. And took care of that champ, you know, and just won it. And they're happy. They needed it. They went out to L.A. to gamble, and they got a championship. But now, um, the Denver Broncos are making the same mistake that the Minnesota Vikings made a million years ago with the, um, the Dallas Cowboys. And the same mistake the Washington football team, excuse me, the commanders, commanders, the commanders made when they drafted uh, uh, RG3, Robert Griffin III, and they just gave away the house. So Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He has had countless winning seasons. He has been a very good quarterback, if not great quarterback, to watch. This past season, 25 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He played 14 games out of 17. He was hurt a little bit. Um, in his career numbers, he is 104 and 53 and 1. He has, um, So he's a winning quarterback. He, has a, he, he, he wins. The guy is capable of winning. Uh, no MVPs, nine-time Pro Bowl, one-time Super Bowl champion. Should have been two-time, but he got one. Now, the Denver Broncos have decided to take their chances and uh, basically say, hey, Russell, we're, we're counting on you to turn our fate around. Now, last year, the team had, uh, crap, Teddy Bridgewater and was doing fairly well with Teddy as the back, as the starting quarterback until Teddy got hurt. And Teddy got hurt bad. And hopefully we'll get to see Teddy play one more time. But I watched that game live when it happened. Denver has agreed to trade for the 33-year-old quarterback, who some may think could be towards the end. Okay? Um, I'm looking for the draft. I, I did not write down the trade. And, of course, when I'm looking for something, 
it doesn't pop up. Like, 700 other things have popped up. I have commercials with Russell Wilson popping up. Like, I just want to see the stupid trade. <laughs> uh, give me the trade. Give me the trade. Where's the trade? I thought Google was just going to have it, like, pop up. But, well, wait. Russell Wilson has been good. Russell Wilson has been stellar. Russell Wilson has been exciting to watch. But Russell Wilson has not been a Super Bowl caliber quarterback since his all-star running um, running back has left. Since that defense has been dismantled. But yet him and Pete Carroll have found a way to keep that team afloat. Russell's going into a new horizon with a new team. A team that got rid of his best defensive player. And the team defensively is still going to be good. And offensively, I'm sure this is the NFL. They will find some weapons here and there. But I don't know if I'm the Denver Broncos when I have given up everything in the world to get Russell Wilson. I don't know if that was necessary. Denver has traded its 2022 first-round pick, which is ninth. It's 2023 first-round pick. It's 2022 second-round pick. Another second round pick in 2023 and the 2022 fifth round pick. The Broncos will also receive a 2022 fourth pick. They got a fourth round pick back. Wow. Whoopee. (laughs) Draft picks in the NFL is good as currency. That is gold. That's better than crypto, if you will. And you gave that up for a guy who potentially could be one injury away. From never playing again. I hate to say that. Now, if you're the the, um, Seattle, uh, if you're the Seattle Seahawks, you're sitting back and you're like, fine, the guy don't want to be here. I'll send him to the coldest place on the planet. And I now get to build my team through the draft. They can now go get something. Crazy thing is, they ain't even got to go get a, a quarterback. Because here's the thing. They can stink. (laughs) <laughs> they can just stay. They can get good players now. And the market has quarterbacks out there. They got this Ryan Tannehill. There's, um, there is uh, 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 Jameis Winston. There are going to be guys out there that they can just go, hmm, how about you come play for me? Let's, speak, let's talk. Heck, if they feel, well, no, I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, at this point, they can put together a team, uh, build it through defense. Pete Carroll did a very good job at that. Build, you know, get some offensive guys. And, heck, they got a couple pieces here and there. Maybe they could make a splash. Maybe they could trade for um, Christian McCaffrey because Carolina apparently is listening. And Christian McCaffrey played up the street. Well, a few states. You got to put Portland, you got to put Oregon in between. But he played at Stanford. He's not, you know, realistically, geographically, is not terribly far. So you have a little bit of, you know, West Coast nostalgia. And then now you got yourself, you're kind of back in the mix. Where if you're Russell, you're going out to Denver and you're going to parts unknown, my man. Like if I was Russell, and I know apparently he didn't want to play on the East Coast, couldn't tell you why. I would have demanded to go play for the Commanders. The Commanders got a defense. They're ready to go. They're a quarter. In my opinion, Washington is a quarterback, an elite quarterback away from turning things around and competing for that conference, competing for that division. Because the Cowboys are basically just on borrowed time because who knows what the heck is happening there. They just basically look good by default. The Eagles can easily slip up and just be the best team because the Giants are horrible. 
Did Denver give up too much? According to my Facebook poll, it was 50-50. 50-50 the people say yes, 50-50 the people say no. Me personally, I think they might have given up a little too much. I do. I don't know if Russell Wilson at this part of his career, if you don't have another elite player with him, that's the key word, another elite player, another uh, an elite receiver or an elite wide receiver or a defense that's just stout, just stellar, just once in a lifetime, I don't know if you're going to get back your investment. What, and then what's the price here? Is one Super Bowl worth this this, this gamble is one Super Bowl for E. Now, if Green Bay can win one more with Aaron Rodgers, that's two for Aaron. Puts him in another category because two ain't easy. Jordan said it best. Win one, that's lucky. Win a second one, now you're proving something. So I think in the case of the NFL, just you know, just very little guys got two. Got two. Aaron Rodgers with two. Now that I changed my tone, but if you're if you're uh, Denver, just just making the playoffs enough. Is that it? Is that your... Did you do everything just so you can make the playoffs? You could have did that with anybody. But now, you know, if you're Seattle, I don't know how long Pete Carroll's got, but if I'm Seattle, I'm, I feel really good right now with this team I have laid out. I feel amazing with this team that potentially could turn out good. I know what some of you are saying. Well, you, you don't know what you're going to get in the draft. Well, I'm here to tell you, in the NFL, a draft pick, <laughs> you are more... You're, the, the Dallas Cowboys won three championships by building in the draft because of the Minnesota Vikings going after Herschel Walker. You don't believe me? Google it. I promise you. I promise you. I knows what I'm talking about. Hey, this is Downright Sports here on many places, DJ Chase Radio, Dynasty Radio, and Trap Radar Radio. Uh, you can listen to these shows on DJ on Live365.com slash DJ Chase Radio. Uh, new episodes premiere at 4 o'clock. You can listen to it periodically throughout the station. Uh, you can also listen on DynastyRadioNY.com, 8 o'clock Thursdays, um, East Coast time at, uh, and you can listen on Trap Radar Radio Saturdays at three o'clock p.m. Uh, and you can li- you know just be barbecuing. Someone's coming, so you just barbecue listen to the show. But you can download the show on all major plat- uh, podcast platforms. Download anytime and listen and uh, leave it. We started the show off with a new DJ Chase song. Uh, we kicked things going off with that um, divinity. And uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna throw on another. DJ Chase track Ghost is what we're going to get playing and then also uh, stick around we're also going to talk about the, some uh, big topics in the new well not nothing big, we're going to cover March Madness and stuff like that if you're watching on YouTube Live where you, if you watched last week, you know, I don't really take a break so, or in here, so I may be end up talking to the dogs, I may talk to you I may actually call some of this game I got on right now, we got Gonzaga and somebody is playing. I've missed the other game. I was talking, doing the show. I wasn't paying attention. But Gonzaga's playing in the championship. So is Gonzaga, you know, can they win it all? Probably not. I don't know who's going to win it all in college basketball this year. I'm waiting for the bracket, which, dang on it, gee golly, I just remember this Sunday on you on Facebook Live. We're going back to Facebook for one night. On Facebook Live, we're going to do a bracket show. We're going to break down the bracket. Uh, I will pick, and I'm going to try to get... Some people will pick uh, bracket two, and you know where I break down their bracket. Uh, you can and you'll be able to listen to the show 
Um, you can download the show at, uh, I want to say the next day. Let's just say the next day because it'll probably be ready by midnight, but let's go on record just say Monday. Monday morning, you can download the, the bracket show. So it's going to be a special bracket show. So actually next week, you will get not one, but two downright sports shows next week. Soon as the last tournament is done, soon as the brackets are ready, I will break the brackets down to the best of my ability because this is a sports show. It's an analyst show. And when you do, oh, St. Mary's. And when you do the tutorial sports critic, kids, all you do, it's all you do. All right, we'll be right back. I went over my time this segment. We'll be right back with more downright sports throwing on Ghost by DJ Chase. Yeah! Ready, you know what it is. Tell That's how we gonna show it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go. Niggas cannot say I do the most. Both. All you want for saving for a post. Goals. Bring around a rosy coast to coast. Don't nobody coming close. Smoke or take it to the nose. Ghost. Niggas cannot say I do the most. You can boast. All you want but save it for a post. And it goes. Bring around a rosy coast to coast. Don't nobody coming close. Smoke or take it to the nose. I suppose. Hold up, hold up. Wait, it's a trend. Lil' me's, they gotta be 10. Who me? I gotta begin. Who we? It gotta be him. Fuck you, fuck you, tell, tell a friend. friend. Do it ease, I gotta friend. extend. Enemies, I gotta offend. Out of my, out of my, out of my way. Niggas ain't really got nothing to say. Come out and play. I'm on a wave. Something like all the live long day. Carrying weight, keeping it straight. Smoking that green ass bouquet. That's your friend, he'll be Drake. Ain't no holding it for the bait. Hold up, wait. You don't know what you doing. Wait, who are you copy cooing? Wait, you cannot stop me moving. Wait, doing that sloppy music. I'm on time with the grooving. Wait, you ain't shine, little grooming. Wait, I cannot dig your grave, but still we had the time to put you in. There's 99 problems like I do have. It's crunch time, you can bet there's no time to be snoozing These little boys got a lot of mouth, come outside for a bruising Pick a fate, hold up weight, no time to be choosing I'm nice with the pin and the pad, go hard with the gift and the gab AMC when I'm breaking them bag, kill yourself and then get in the bag I'm popular, still banging on deck There's a noose with this knot for ya, you could be hanging by neck Get it correct, Goals. niggas can I say I do the most Bows. All you want for safe before post goes. Bring around a rosy coast to coast. Don't nobody come and close. Smoke take it to the nose. Goes. Niggas can I say I do the most? You can boast. All you want for safe before post. And it goes. Bring around a rosy coast to coast. Don't nobody come and close. Smoke or take it to the nose. I'm so cold. Pull up, pull up, wait, get me hot. MC's gon' take that shot. Fuck with me, that's where it stops. PE, I'm on that clock. PPing all on that block. Heat steaming all in that pot. 
Beat the scheming and all them plaques Out of my, out of my, out of my face You can get put hard in your place In this race, you are the toy that's moving I'm ahead of your case Carrying weight, keeping it straight Smoking that green ass bouquet That's your friend, he's a snake Wait for the funny move he gon' make Hold up, now, going up I'ma stay a master One smoke, I'm here to blast you Give it to him, care package Yup, nigga, here's magic Charged up, I call static Straight bossing up all at it Hell yeah, microphone addict You soft, all padded Good game, John Madden Niggas knew this was gon' happen Niggas get with the wrong rapping Finding out they all capping No sleep, no small napping One fight, we all scrapping Not a way to combat it Dumb shit, I'm not having Nope, gotta season it right I'm bees with the hype When it's me and it's Mike Get it going and I'm popular, motherfucker Catch me still banging on deck Got this noose with this knot for ya You still be hanging by neck Get it correct Ghost. Ghost. Niggas, can I say I do the most? Boast All you want was saving for a post Goals Ring around the rosy coast to coast Don't nobody coming close Smoke take, take it to, to the, the nose Goals <laughs> Niggas, can I say I Ready? do the most? Ready? You can boast All you want was saving for a post And it goes Ring around the rosy coast to coast you know Don't nobody coming close Smoke or take it to the no. nose Here we go, welcome back Welcome back, if you're listening here on the radio If you're listening to the show uh, Little DJ Chase Ghost uh, little, So we're going to change it up a little bit on this show So if you're listening on DJ Chase Radio And if you're listening on Dynasty Radio uh, You will get the news it's just news. That's what I'm calling. You're gonna get it's just news, and the songs will be a little different. You listen on Trap Radar Radio in the podcast. You're just gonna get um, music. So no big deal. Win win. You know what I'm saying? Win win. Uh, this past Saturday, Duke played UNC, and Coach K coached his last home game, believe it or not, in Cameron, and he lost. It's sad, um, and he was not happy. Uh, he uh, basically told his players they sucked for that game, and then he uh, retracted and was like, "Look, man, it, I don't think it was. It's not easy in those big type of games for players. Um, a lot of legendary Duke players there, man. Like over fifty players, former players. Uh, there, Grant Hill, Hall of Famer in the building. Christian Leitner is in the Hall of Fame th- because he was in the Dream Team. So I don't think it was easy for those guys to just like." Sit back and you know, kind of, and they it throws off, it threw off their rhythm, you know what I mean? Because the they had the ceremonies before the game, and they should have probably waited to do the ceremonies because I don't, I, I never had anything to that degree. But anytime I when I was coaching, anytime the players had anything that threw off their routine, it always messed things up when we had like big games and. We would have, like, ceremonies before the game. It was just always, you know, the players were just thrown out of whack. The late, you know, their warm-ups were just thrown out of whack. So it always just messed things up a little bit. But congratulations still to Coach K for a fantastic career, man. So when it comes to Mike Krzyzewski, which is his name, Mike Krzyzewski from Chicago, Illinois, um, what was his impact to the game? You know, that's a question I think is fair. And his impact, I think, is one that John... Like, so John Wooden um, basically changed the whole idea. John Wooden, he had, you know, obviously his pyramids of success. And 
his countless wins and all-time wins as far as a coach and then his countless Hall of Fame players and you know you can you 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 basically when John Wooden retired you weren't going to find anybody else to be in John Wooden it was John Wooden and everybody else Dean Smith is in that same category is John Wooden Dean Smith um Bobby Knight was in that Bobby Knight I think not finishing his career at Indiana kind of tarnished that a little bit because when you think of the like the, the you know coach you know college coaches that you you just ooh Wooden UCLA um Dean Smith UNC K coach K Duke you know what I mean even uh you have um god I can't think of anybody's name anymore Syracuse um Jim Beheim at Syracuse the fact these guys stayed at these places, they became they became the figureheads. Joe Paterno at Penn State, like they became the university. They almost became bigger than the university, if you will. And I think what Coach K has done for the game of basketball from a college standpoint, it, he made it. You know, while you think about it like this. Coach K takes over Duke, and Duke was good, you know, in his past. Duke has had some trips to the to the NCAA, but nothing compared to what Coach K does. And he takes over. People are like, who the heck is this guy? And he makes it to the Final Four in, like, his third year or something like that, his fourth year. And then from then, it's just boom, boom, boom. And he gets countless great players, but then the game starts to change. So you add the Fab Five. Hey, what we do? We get four in a baddest man of jammer brothers you ever seen. They gonna wear black socks and black sneakers and they gonna wear baggy shorts and they the, this this team hip hop. And then there's Coach K and Duke. Kick your pants. Button up. Shake your hand. Lay up. Lay up. Championships. Back to back if not that. Then you had, because remember the argument, the argument was always, well, UNC had the better players. UNC had the better uh, uh, professional players. They had Jordan, Jerry Stackhouse, um, uh, James Worthy, Kenny Smith. The names just flow out your mouth. Vince Carter. The name, you can just regurgitate names, okay? And it was Duke. Uh, Duke has nobody. Who's Duke have? They have... Grant Hell, but Christian Laitlow was one of the baddest dudes to play college basketball, and he had a pretty good NBA career. He played eleven seasons. I think that's pretty well. That's pretty good. Then you go to the two thousands. Now the game changes a little bit. Coach K gets up to Brand, and he gets Corey McGee, uh Quentin Richardson. And later you see uh, Carlos Boozer, and you see Jay. Uh, um, Jay Williams, uh, uh, yeah, Jay Williams. You see Shane Battier. You see uh, um, um, Mecca. Oh, is it Mecca Okafor? No, crap. I can't think of his name. He won a championship, but you start seeing Coach K now. Coach of stars, JJ Reddick. I didn't even record him. <laughs> I don't worry about it. JJ Reddick. You start seeing guys now, names, household names. And Coach K keeps winning, keeps making the Final Fours. If you look at Coach K's career, Coach K over 1,196 wins, most all time. Uh, five championships. He is, he only trails John Wooden. I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Uh, 12 Final Fours, 15 ACC t- 
uh, tournament wins. 13 ACC regular championships, three-time coach of the year, five-time ACC coach of the year. Uh, three Olympic gold medals. He coached Team USA to three Olympic gold medals. You can't beat that. If you look at Coach K, what Coach K did for Duke, he turned Duke into the Yankees. I, say what you will. There's Kentucky, right? But no team in America... No team in America sparks more conversation than Duke when it comes to college basketball. Who's Duke playing? Oh, I'm rooting for the other team. You either a Duke fan or you hate Duke. I went, when I was in college, me and my roommate, Shayron Bland, were Duke fans. I couldn't, like, it was the, 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 it was almost like it was just kismic that we, I went to Cumberland High School, he went to Prince Edward High School. I played baseball, he played baseball. Uh, he was a better, ten times better athlete than I ever imagined to be. But Shayron um, finds himself in the room with another Duke fan. Everybody else in the hallway was either a Maryland fan or a UNC fan. And when Duke would play either of those teams or any team, and it was an upset potentially, or Duke would lose, you could count people knocking on our door, running in the room, point like we were part of the team. That's Yankee status. There's no other team in this world next to, not even the Cowboys in my opinion, because people either like the Cowboys or they just like, eh, the Cowboys. But people don't stay, like, they don't go out their way to make sure that your team loses. Nobody goes out their way more when it comes to hating Duke and hating the Yankees or Manchester United. Like, that's where, if Duke was a professional team, they would be in the Forbes 500, they'd be in that 1% category with the Cowboys, the Yankees, the Lakers, Manchester United, like they would be in that stratosphere because that's what Coach K has done for the team over year after year after year. Say what you will. You got Duke. The Duke jerseys go hard. Duke teams up with Nike. Nike and Duke, they just have a great partnership. And then it just blows up. You So, oh, Kyrie will drop 50 tonight in Charlotte. Good God. <laughs> you got, if you, if you have... Um, if you, if you take what Duke has done and you take and you and you compare it to other schools, Coach K has basically put the team head and shoulders above any other program. Now you got to ask yourself and you got to really be honest and truthful to yourself if you're a Duke fan, such as I am. What does Duke do now without Coach K steering the ship? Because this could turn out bad. Like this could turn out. Like when Dean Smith left UNC, there were some dark days. There were dark days for UNC until Roy Williams showed up. You know what I mean? Kentucky had dark days after um, uh, um, God, who was there? Was it? No, he was at Kansas. Larry Brown was at Kansas, but Kentucky had not been the jug until Calipari kind of showed up. Like they, oh, um. Uh, Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino was there. He had the team looking good. Pitino leaves to go to the Knicks. The team kind of floats around. Calipari kind of restored that 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 aura. You uh, UCLA hasn't had that aura honestly since John Wooden stopped coaching almost forty something years ago. John, if I'm not mistaken, he stopped coaching in like seventy nine, forty years, forty plus years ago. John Wooden stopped coaching and. Think about that. You know what I mean? Sir, uh, uh, um, um, at Georgetown, Big John the, the First, John Thompson, has not coached in, in decades. And the team has not reached the level 
that it had. I mean, I don't think he went to a national championship a couple like like ten years ago. But the team is now a shell of itself. You know what I mean? So for Duke to stay at this level, because the name Duke will still resonate in people's minds. Duke has to keep winning. This coach can't let him down. He's got to keep the team afloat. He's got to keep. He can't think that he is bigger than the program because now the program is bigger than anybody that sits in that chair. Coach K has elevated the Duke University men's basketball program to a level that is never going to be done again. You're not going to get another Coach K. You're not going to get another um, uh, uh, um, Jim Beheim. You're not getting guys that's going to be at a program for 40 years building it. The money's too good in other places. Guys get lured away by the NBA. Guys get in trouble. <laughs> to think that Coach K survived scandalous almost. Still early. But he survived scandalous. Like, that's saying a lot. You gotta, you gotta commend the man for that. You know what I'm saying? Gotta tip the old cap there, governor. Gotta tip the old cap. Anyway, hey, so what we're gonna do next, we're gonna, um, Go into its news. We're going to talk about some of the biggest news stories of the day. I got a headache because I drank old coffee, which was stupid on my part. I was trying to stay awake and I reheated it, and I think I'm pretty much just drinking like syrup. That's what it tastes like. So I'm be drinking water the rest of the night. Ugh. Not to the water, but to the fact I just basically gave myself a headache from this nasty coffee. But we're going to do the news. Uh, if you're listening on Trap Radar Radio or you're listening to the podcast, you won't get the news. Sorry. If you've got a problem with it, you should leave me a comment at downrightsports11 at gmail.com. How about that plug? Alright. Hey, the Masters is coming up, Yorn. Least favorite of the golf events. The Masters is, in my opinion, least favorite. Not a fan. I don't understand it. I, I think it's a beautiful course, but I don't understand it. And I don't have to understand it. I just wait for the British Open. That's my favorite. I'm playing. I think I'm going to play next week. I got Sunday off. I got Sunday on Wednesday off. I don't have enough money. <laughs> I don't think I have enough money. I'm going to play. I'm going to start playing soon. But I think it's supposed to rain. I don't know. I'm going to just start playing. I'm going to go to the drive range. Ah, that's enough. It's news. We'll be right back. If you're watching on YouTube, stick around. Get the behind the scenes. If you like the behind the scenes stuff, watch on YouTube live. You'll see me do some crazy stuff. Hey, I may even play with the dog. Next week, the dog will be in my lap. That's right. This is my best views I've ever had. Ever. All right. We'll be right back. Downward Sports.
many wrong or rights Neither could change the headstrong ways And if love was rage That turn another page The fighting is worth the love Turn your radio up. The home of the creative. Tune in 24 7. Mitchell gets to Sanders. Sanders has got some room to operate. Barrett. 
Sanders inside the 10. Touchdown. Alright everybody, let's wrap things up. If you listen to the the It's News, I am so sorry because I chopped that. I just butchered that. Um, yeah, pretty much destroyed that. Anyway, so let's talk. Lakers. Alright, currently right now, the Lakers are the number, they're the ninth seed. They're 23, and a half, 23 games out of first place. They're 28 and 36. They are just well on the, on the 500. This is a team that, when the season started, there were skeptics everywhere. Some were smart to say, eh, I don't know how this team looks on paper. I said this team was only going to be as good as LeBron James, who has been great. That may be the problem. Now, LeBron had asked for Anthony Davis to join this team many, many moons ago. Anthony Davis joined. They got one championship. And since then, Anthony Davis has felt the need that his body, or rather has felt the need to just not cooperate with the plan. Now, when LeBron signed with the Lakers, I think it was like four years ago, the idea was championship after championship. But it seems that everywhere LeBron goes, the expectations are always higher than was actually delivered. Is that LeBron's fault, though? Now, yes, we know LeBron likes to play general manager with his teams as if he just bought 2K and he's doing franchise mode and he gets to pick and choose who's on the team. Well, LeBron seems to forget is that in reality, it doesn't always turn out that way. Now, when years pass, when LeBron had some of his best success outside of Miami, because Miami, he played with three Hall of Famers, Chris Bosh being the questionable one, but he did have Dwayne Wade by his side, and they only squeaked out two championships. Is playing with LeBron James too much pressure for his teammates? Does LeBron cast too big of a shadow? Because if you think about it like this, Kobe demanded, Kobe and Jordan demanded, let me repeat, demanded the best from their team. Like, it was noted, it was stated, it was known that if you're going to be teammates with Kobe Bean Bryant and Michael Jeffrey Jordan, you better bring your A game. Like, you have to be the best. LeBron, I don't know, demands the same. LeBron has more of a, a laissez-faire attitude. Hey, if my teams are good, you know, my team's good, my team's good. LeBron does make his teammates better, but now has it caught up to him. Because for the first time in LeBron's career, he basically was surrounded around some of the best players ever to play in this game. Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. Like, these guys, without a question, are, the, 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 at one point in their career, were the elite of the elite. And LeBron probably said to himself, I have made guys like Deontay West and Mo Williams look like world beaters. I've made Ilgowskis look like he was the second coming to Shaq. I had Kevin Love make. I had everybody looking like the, um, Mario Chalmers. Everyone who played for me always looked like they were just like some other team missed out. But this time, go get me guys who have been the man on their team. And because of that, LeBron now is finding himself in a very unique scenario. So everybody wants to blame Russell Westbrook for playing abysmal and ter terrible. Russell Westbrook is only playing the game he knows how to play. That is 100% all the time. 
and just reckless abandon. The reason why he was able to get away with it for so many years because nobody expected anything out of those teams. Nobody was picking uh, when Kevin Durant left OKC was picking those teams to be any good. But Russell Westbrook kept those teams afloat. Nobody was picking him in Washington to, to do anything. But they found a way to make it work. Because when you're on a team that has no expectations and you just do the bam and you when you see when you see is that the word <laughs> when you when you do more let's just keep it simple when you do more than what teams expect you to do you look like the best in the world Carmelo Anthony prime example great if Carmelo and LeBron could have played in Carmelo's prime we're talking Shaq Kobe I mean, we're talking uh, uh, Jordan Pippen 2.0. But it never happened. It didn't. So you're getting a Carmelo Anthony that the Knicks beat down, destroyed. Carmelo, you'd never buy a car from New York. Ever. Carmelo Anthony is a car from New York. Why? He's got he's got uh, street mileage. He's got the wear and tear of the winters. You know, salt erodes the bottom of the car. You know, he's got bad wear and tear. His 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 um his uh his his wheel bearings is all off. He's he, no matter how many times you get the car balanced and rotated, just don't drive the same. Obviously, he went out to OKC. Nobody remembers that one. You forgot about the Houston stint, and for a while, it looked like, well, he'll never play again. It was almost as if LeBron made him go to Portland to audition to come to L.A. Because why didn't LeBron ask him to come to L.A. after the OKC situation? He just let his friend dangle in the wind. Let a candle in the wind. He just did. And then you're asking... The White Howard, who has not evolved to the way the game is played today, and it's not the White Howard's fault. The game changed in the White Howard overnight. The White Howard was drafted in 2005, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, the White Howard was drafted in 2005. Let's take a look. Luckily, the internet is always listening to me, so when I just typed in DW, people knew what I meant. <laughs> the 36-year-old, the White Howard's older than me. You know that. Uh, the 36-year-old uh, center. When was he drafted? That's only Oprah. When was the White Howard drafted? He's only 16. Fresh out of high school. No, he was drafted 2004. First round pick, 2004. Did not see that coming. Huh. Anyway, the White Howard drafted 2004 by the Orlando Magic. Uh, who was the people he idolized? Shaquille O'Neal. Patrick you well not Patrick because he would learn how to shoot the ball but Shaquille O'Neal that I mean that was the gold standard at center like you you if you were a center you wanted to be Shaq now if you're a center you want to be a point guard that's just the way the game is but the white not to a fault of his own if you remember many many years the white Howard had the Orlando magic looking beautiful him and um, Jameer Nelson and uh, Hito Turkoglu and those guys, they had that team looking good. But nobody was expecting that team to win a championship. Not a single soul. So every year they did good. It was, oh, my God, they're seeing expectations. And then the one time they get to the finals, Kobe Bryant said, who are these guys? And why are they here? Let's, let's get rid of them. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Since then, Dwight Howard did just like the rest of them. Oh, I won't play here no more. Trade me. And then he never was the same again. For two reasons, the game changed. Carmelo Anthony, the year he made, he won 50, he helped the Knicks win 50, uh, 50 games. 
Oh my God, nobody expected that. Exceeded expectations. These guys are great players, but they're not the type of players LeBron needs right now in his career. Anthony Davis is supposed to be that. Anthony Davis is supposed to be the guy. Anthony Davis is supposed to be the guy that LeBron James is not supposed to average almost 30 points a game. LeBron should be right now averaging a nice, comfortable 25 and turning it on when he needs to. And LeBron went off for 54 points the other night, and he's hurting. The man's old, and it's not his fault that the Lakers are bad. It is fault. Now, does he bear some of the, the responsibility? Probably. But at the same time, this is where ownership has failed LeBron in his whole career because they're so afraid of the aura of LeBron. They have not, they did not make the necessary moves to keep this guy in winning condition. The one coach that, the one executive that tried LeBron ran from. Pat Riley, but LeBron wish he stayed there. But if, if LeBron couldn't have ran to every team in the league, I mean, he could have, but he could. It would have been impossible. If the Lakers, with the clout and the championships and the banners and the the, 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 the purple and orange, the purple and gold, yeah, right, purple and gold, something like that. If they would have just um, just stood their ground, looked LeBron in the face, said, "Look, man, it's not Westbrook. We want Buddy Hill." We want this one. We want that one. Or here's a crazy idea: Let's keep Lavar Ball. Let's keep uh, Kuzma. Let's keep Brandon Ingram, who last night went off for 40 points against Denver. Him, he had a shootout with the with the league MVP and Djokovic. They had a shoot. They were balling. Those guys could be helping LeBron win. Those are the type of players LeBron has won with in the past. But I think LeBron after the Cleveland. 2.0, basically put it in his mind, he needed to go get other elite players. But it's not, these guys are not elite players. They're not on LeBron's plateau. They're great players. Let's calm down, people. They're great players, but they're not what LeBron James is. They can't even, LeBron, the one thing LeBron can't elevate his players, as his teammates to do, is to play on his level. The one guy that could was too scared to play with LeBron, which is my point. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was the best teammate LeBron had since Dwayne Wade. It could have been better, but, you know, he's got his own head issues. So, if I was LeBron next year, if he still got it in him, I want none of these guys around. Go get younger talent. Younger players have no fear. Younger players are not going to be afraid to take the big shot. Younger players will shut up and listen to you, LeBron, because you are LeBron James. Russell Westbrook is a 30-something years old. Carmelo Anthony's almost 40. These guys are setting their ways. They're not going to change. LeBron plays his best when he basically plays with the third unit, to be fair. So next year, if I'm the Lakers, which will probably be an episode where I pretend to be the Lakers executive, I'm trading Anthony Davis first chance I get. And I'm not trading him for another superstar unless you can get, you know, pretty good value for him. But I'm trading Anthony Davis for potential picks. Maybe play, you know, get a collective group of players. LeBron can make anybody great. LeBron is the best point guard in basketball. Period. Period. Chris Paul, second best. LeBron is the best. If LeBron wanted to extend his career another 10 years, he ain't got to shoot another basketball. He just play like Magic Johnson. Just pass that thing around. I'm telling you. But they need to trade Anthony Davis in the offseason. Go get some go get some better players. And I promise you they can win a championship. They damn sure ain't going to win it this year. This season's over. And they look bad. There's a like fire burning in the 
crypto. It's so bad. Staple. They, they ain't even the Staples Center no more. They crypto. That's stupid. That's a stupid name. I'm done. I'm out. Just downright sports, everybody. You ah, I hurt my wrist. You enjoy. We'll see you again next week. We'll be back. Don't forget the bracket show. Downright sports. The bracket breakdown this Sunday live on Facebook Live. We will be back, uh, and then you can download it. Uh, Monday morning, you can download the podcast. We'll be back next week on everything. Uh, you can listen to the show every Wednesday, 4 o'clock drive time, live365.com on DJ Chase Radio. You listen to the show every Thursday at 8 o'clock at night on DynastyRadioNY.com and every Saturday at Trap Radar Radio at 3 p.m. Download the podcast on all major platforms, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Spotify, and Anchor. I uh, appreciate you guys looking for us on all major uh, social medias under Downright Sports. Email the show at downrightsports11 at gmail.com. Deuces. You guys be safe out there. And uh, see you later.
We are lit. Keep lit. You are now listening to DJ Chase Radio. Turn your radio up. The home of the creative. Tune in 24-7.